This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 41. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches, and welcome. Now, we all know that email newsletters are an amazing opportunity to connect, inspire, and motivate your audience, and that consistent communication using email leads to more engagement, sales, and value, which is all well and good, but what on earth are you meant to send, and how are you supposed to come up with something each and every week or every couple of days in a week? That can be such a problem. And when I first started my email list back in 2011, we used to blog weekly and then just email that out. And I say weekly and pretend like I was emailing weekly. And in the beginning, I was, but it started to drop off as I started to get clients. It always felt a bit like, I don't really know. I don't have anything to say every single week. And, you know, every now and again, skipping a week is not a big deal, but you really want to start as you mean to go on. And it doesn't have to take a ton of time to put together your email newsletter. And yes, you can get some help from a VA, but really it's great to know how to do it yourself. It's one of the best ways to activate sales and, you know, really increase that engagement with your list and take control of having your own audience in the engagement that you can get. Okay. But now blogging isn't as much of a thing. So, Sure, you could still write something out and have a blog post on your website. It's not that it's not going to help because it certainly does. Google does love websites that publish new content. And as long as you're doing about 300 words, you could just, you know, publish a quick article. It doesn't have to take a lot of time and then email out a link to that blog post. Or if you're doing a podcast, obviously you can email out your podcast as well. Okay. So I do recommend emailing at least once a week. Okay. And now I try and make my podcast, my new blog, but you know, the same thing still comes up. Like what am I going to podcast about and all of that kind of thing. So I wanted to do an episode to give you a bit of an idea of some things that you could send. So hopefully you can write that down and give you some ideas next time you're stumped and even batch a few sort of topic ideas and pop them in your calendar. That can always be a good place to start. So you don't have to sort of sit down thinking, okay, well, what am I going to write about? You've already got the prompt or the topic ready to go. So the key thing to remember here is not to let the fact that you don't know what to send put you off, okay, and go down into the distractiverse and put off sending anything at all, as that can become a really regular habit that quickly leads to no emails sent, like for weeks or months. Trust me, I have done this. I think even maybe for nearly a year, I'd send it on and off. I'd sort of turned around and went, oh, I really haven't sent much to my list. And what a surprise, then it wasn't growing, right? So you want to make sure that you are regularly publishing and sending something to your email list so that you get your audience in the habit of opening and hearing from you, not just when you're trying to sell something. 
And it can seem really innocent not sending emails, like I don't really have anything to share this week or I'll get to that later or I don't know what to write. But it soon leads to such a huge missed opportunity that can basically cost you thousands or more. But no need to go there. Once you have set up your list and you have a lead magnet or two to start building on, you can start sending emails as often as you like. Even if you want to send it more than weekly, that is fine. Weekly is the bare minimum. And that's because it gives you the consistency and dependability. And in this crazy, fast-paced world of social media where attention spans are so short, it's really easy to forget about you if you leave your emails longer than that. So you also don't want to be the marketer who only emails when you have an offer to sell or something to promote. Although that doesn't mean you can't make elegant invitations in your weekly emails too. And make sure you stay until the end of this episode. I'll give you a hack for that as well of being able to integrate those invitations into every email without you know, launching or hammering your list too much. Okay. So you can set it up even as a bit of a email template in your system and let the promotion do the work for you. Okay. So today I'm sharing four things you can start sending to your list with your email newsletter and kiss confusion goodbye when it comes to what to share with your audience. Okay, the first one, it's pretty logical and you've probably heard it before, but it's free templates, downloads, worksheets, or swipe files. These are hands down the most celebrated emails that my audience receives, judging by the engagement I get when they get sent out. And freebies are so popular, I make them a part of my evergreen automated sequences that I can fill with my ads or organic traffic and also from my podcasts or my website. They're like the gift that keeps on giving. Think of any kind of shortcut, cheat sheet, hack, explainer, guide, I have a price matrix, you know, something like that, that actually solves one of those problems that your audience would be thinking of regularly. It's something that gives your audience a leg up when it comes to a common problem, roadblock or obstacle they face on the journey to the result that you promise. So my most popular email is my email welcome sequence template, closely followed by my life coach pricing matrix, which outlines what to charge and what to include in your coaching packages. You can get both of those on my website at victoriagibson.com if you want to check them out and get some inspiration for what you could create as well think about those things that people do ask you about, or maybe something that you've pondered before, or you've had a breakthrough with. You know, I've created, I think, at least 50 or 60 lead magnets over the time in my career, and not all of them work, right? So you want to keep creating and testing because it's such a great way to get feedback on what your audience is interested in and how it could actually keep attracting traffic to your site or your social media. I've also offered Facebook ad templates and swipe files too with real life ad examples and ideas of campaigns. That's worked well. And when I started out, I used to have to pay a designer to create these PDFs and booklets and all that kind of stuff, like they're all digital files. But now you can 
can get cool plug and play templates on Canva and whip something up super fast and it costs you nothing. You just download the file, you can embed the Canva link in your email or host it using tools like Kajabi or Lead Pages, which instantly download your freebie when people opt in, which is super handy. I remember that used to be one of the big questions that I get from new clients when we were setting up lead magnets. They were like, where do I host the actual download? And I always used to host it in my media files on my website in WordPress. You can do the same if you've got Squarespace or something like that and get the link of that media file and then embed that in your email too. But yeah, lead pages and Kajabi are super handy that you can just embed the file, download straight in the email, which is great. And don't forget the chance to send an automated follow-up email sequence with further learning and tips to make the most of that lead magnet and freebie. And of course, another invitation to a call or waitlist page or your offer page. Now, the second thing you can send is an inside look case study, success story, or a client profile. I always recommend keeping a smile file, I like to call it, of your best client stories and testimonials on hand, especially for those down days when you feel like nothing's going right, or maybe you have a bit more of a problem client, or something where you're just starting to doubt, oh, can I really get outcomes for people? It's so handy to just hop into that Google Doc or that file and open it and see you know, what people have said. So don't forget to collect those along the way. They really are very important and an amazing sales tool as well. And look, you don't want to be, you know, blowing your own trumpet in an email like it just looks a bit obnoxious, of course. But if you can make it so that there's some learning out of the case study or something that you've uncovered in working with a client, even if you don't want to share their name, that's fine as well. Because these provide an interesting way to teach your concepts and show learning in real time. It's like ongoing content prompts for you, the work that you're doing in your coaching. And maybe it's something in your own life or something with a family member or a friend that you want to share as well. Like try and think about introducing the case study or the success story as the initial problem that was first presented or that you were trying to overcome or your client was trying to overcome and some of the obstacles and challenges in the way of that and how the breakthrough was created or what the focus of the coaching was or the transformation. So try and make sure that you have those elements there so that someone's walking away with some insights and some value, okay? There's also the added benefit of the authority you get from showing the results you can help them create too, right? Like you're putting yourself in that position and demonstrating that you work with clients and you've got them some great results as well. And that doesn't mean you have to always talk about the amazing things that happen. You can also talk about challenges or things that didn't work out so well and what you do differently. Your audience will really relate to that as well and that can work quite well. And if you haven't got any clients who've given you permission to share their stories, never fear. You can share a story of your own or use a well-known situation, celebrity or news story to illustrate your learning, coaching or concept. And I always take notes most weeks on something that sort of comes up in coaching sessions or things that I think would benefit everybody or that might be something that's tackled often by my audience. Now, I don't always remember to do this, but if I do, I just quickly jot it down and even make it a reminder on your phone or in your notes or on your computer. And that can just be ready to go. I always have it as email idea or podcast idea in my notes, and then I can search for those when I'm looking for an idea. 
because as always, ideas come when you don't need them and then when you need one, you just can't think of one. Okay, so jot them down as they come up because they're super easy to forget. Okay, the third thing you can send is profile a favourite tool, software, book or resource roundup or a list. This is one of my preferred types of emails as resources, tools and softwares are always such a good talking point. Give your honest roundup summary list or honest review of a commonly used tool. Maybe it is if you're a relationship coach, maybe it's an app that you use to track gratitude or program your date night or something like that. Or maybe it's a journal or a book on a certain topic. The more narrow the scope is on this, the better. And the excellent part about this is that when you create these even as a blog post and then send an email out and list the resources or the tools or whatever, and then add a link to the blog post as well, Google really love these kind of posts. Take a look, even search something that you might be looking for, and you'll see a lot of the blog posts or articles that come up are a lot of these lists or tools or roundups. So try and think about titling the article something that someone would naturally put into Google as well. That can work really, really well. The other advantage there is you can even embed your affiliate links. If you're an affiliate for some software or some tools, yet just disclose it, you can disclose it you know, at the bottom of an email and say, hey, if you buy from some of these links, I may get a commission just so they know. And yeah, it can be another way to just get a little bit of extra pocket money as well. So that can work really, really well too. Now, the fourth one is remixing a popular social media post, article or podcast. Take a look at your analytics, your web or your social analytics to see what pages or posts have had the most hits or engagement. Look back over time. It doesn't even matter if it's a year or so ago or longer. If there's a timeliness to it, you can definitely dust it off and remix it and just add a few extra insights or a progress update or anything like that. Definitely set up Google Analytics. You can pay someone to set it up for you on Fiverr too if it feels too techie for you. But it's such a great thing to try track your visits and how often people are staying on your sites, how popular your certain pages on your website are and where you're getting traffic from. Most of it will come from social media, but there's sometimes you don't even realize someone's mentioned you or there's a certain site that you definitely get a lot of traffic from. So that can give you great insights as well, but can also give you some pointers about what kind of content to share in your emails, which is great. You can also go to your professional dashboard on Instagram if you have a business account, and that's going to show you the kind of posts and reels that have got the most engagement. And then you can even just use the theme and write another post on that theme, knowing that it's popular or just share the very same post. You can even embed a link to an Instagram post or something and get people across to your socials as well. Another tip for finding ideas is to set up a Google alert on your topic. Maybe if you coach on getting over a breakup with narcissist or something like that, you can even put those into Google alerts. And then you get an email every time there's something published on the internet about that. And that can give you new insights and ideas for what to share in your own email list as well. Okay. So things like trends, issues, and opportunities to share. So that can be another idea. And a further tip is the most important factor in sending great newsletters is making your emails useful for your subscribers, right? You don't want to just tick the box on sending something out and rush it and 
just not really have the value there. Whether you're sending an update about your life, a free download or tool or something else, always aim to answer, how is this helpful to my audience? How does it move them further along? It doesn't always have to result in a sale, right? It's about having that dialogue and that conversation and connection that can really be so valuable as you grow your personal coaching brand. And when you do this and sometimes even ask your readers to reply to the email and let you know their thoughts, you'll soon see that you'll be welcomed into inboxes and have a lovely connection with people you've never even met before. I often get responses to my emails and I really, really appreciate them. And that means when you go to send out launch and offer emails, they'll be equally welcomed. Now, I promised if you stayed till the end, I was going to give you a little tip for always embedding promotions in your emails, even if you're just sending a general update or a super valuable post. And that is called the super signature. And this was developed by an old mentor of mine. He's a lovely, super smart guy called Dean Jackson. And he shares an email invitation power strategy, and he calls it the super signature. That works even for the shortest of emails you send out to your list. Basically, you've probably seen a PS in any marketing emails that come out where often they do have a little invitation to something, but normally it's sort of a one-liner. But this expands upon that and actually suggests that you use, you know, sort of two to three or four points where after you sign off your email, you add that there's three ways that you can help them more and go further with them, right? So you can say, one, come and book a free call, or two, download my freebie, three, subscribe to my podcast, or any other kind of thing that you like to send people to. Maybe it's go to your Instagram and see my latest highlight reel or whatever it might be. Something that you're sending them to another asset where they can get some more value. Obviously, it's not just a push and have this, but frame it in a way that gives them value. But it's great for those people just skimming an email and just see at the end. You'd be surprised at how many people take you up on that. It might even be a live video that you've had in your Facebook group, a webinar, something like that too. So try and make these evergreen so you don't have to keep writing them. And then you just leave them in your email templates and then you're just filling out the top and you've got the other bits, promotions all taken care of every time you send an email, which can be great. So there you have it, a host of ideas to stop you second guessing what to share in your emails. So whether you have 22 subscribers or 22,000, you can use these ideas again and again to create more engagement and goodwill. And if you want to go deeper on establishing your email newsletter, creating a lead magnets and email sequences with over 50 templates in it, then make sure you go and check out Email Activate on my website and in my show notes. It's my in-depth list building and email marketing activation course to help you build your list and get more sales from social media and email. It really has got so many templates, workbooks and guides in there and real step-by-step resources to get your lead magnet happening and get your marketing moving. So make sure you jump over and get that too. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Have a great week. Thanks for staying right to the end of today's episode. It is awesome to have you here. If you want to dive deeper into some of the strategies that I discuss on these episodes and look at fast tracking your success online and growing your business, then I'd love to welcome you into my latest webinar, the eight steps to fast track your success online as a life coach. Make sure you head on over to victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps. The number eight 
S-T-E-P-S. So victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps. Head over and watch the training. It's absolutely free, but we'll give you an idea of the method you can use to start growing your business, welcoming in great clients and earning more as a life coach. I'll see you next time.